0: Hello everyone. So today I am going to read 40 Rules of Love by Elif Shafak Part 1 Chapter 2 I hope you are going to like it. So let's get started. Chapter 2 Ila, Northampton, May 18, 2008 Bested by the tension that followed the argument with David and Janaty, Ila was so drained she had to stop reading Sweet Blasphemy for a while. She felt as though the lid of a boiling cauldron had suddenly been lifted, emitting old conflicts and new resentments in the rising steam. Unfortunately, it was no one other than she who had lifted that lid, and she had done it by dialing Scott's number and asking him not to marry her daughter. Later in her life, she would deeply regret everything she had uttered during this phone conversation. But on this day in May, she was so sure of herself and the ground beneath her feet that she could not for the life of her fathom any dire consequences from her intrusion. Hi Scott, this is Janet's mom Ela, she said, trying to sound jovial as if calling her daughter's boyfriend was something she did all the time. Do you have a minute to talk? Mrs. Rubinston, how may I help you? Scott stammered, surprised but ever so civilized. And in a no less civilized tone, Ella told him that although she had nothing against him personally, he was too young and inexperienced to marry her daughter. Upset as he might be to receive this call now, She added, someday in the not-so-distant future, he would understand and even thank her for warning him in time. Until then, she asked him to kindly drop the subject of marriage and to keep this phone conversation between the two of them. There was a thick, dense silence. Mrs. Rubinston, I don't think you understand, Scott said when he finally found his voice. Janity and I love each other. There it was again, how could people be naive enough to expect love to open every door for them? They looked at love as if it were a magic wand that could fix everything with one miraculous touch. But Ela did not say any of this. Instead she said, I understand how you feel, believe me, I do. But you are too young and life is long, who knows, tomorrow you might fall in love with someone else. Mrs. Rubinstein, I don't want to be rude. But don't you think the same rule applies to everyone, including yourself? Who knows? Tomorrow you too might fall in love with someone else." Ella chuckled louder and longer than she intended. I am a married woman. I have made a choice for a lifetime. So did my husband. And that's exactly my point. Marriage is a serious decision which needs to be considered very carefully. Are you telling me not to marry your daughter, who I love, because I might love an unidentified other in an other aden- unidentified other in an undefinite future? Scott demanded. The conversation went downhill from there, filled with distress and disappointment. When they finally hung up, Ella headed to the kitchen and did what she always did at times of emotional unrest: she cooked. Half an hour later, she received a call from her husband. I cannot believe you called Scott to ask him not to marry our daughter. Tell me you did not do this. Ela gasped. Wow! Words get out fast. Honey, let me explain. But David interjected tensely, There is nothing to explain. what you did was wrong, Scott told Janity, and now she is extremely upset. She will be staying with her friends for a few days. She does not want to see you right now, he paused briefly, and I don't blame her. That evening, Janity was not the only one who did not come home. David sent Ela a text message informing her of a certain emergency that had risen. There was no explanation as to the nature of the emergency. It was so unlike him and against the spirit of their marriage. He might flirt with women after women, could keep, could even sleep with them and spend his money on them for all she knew. But he had always come home and taken his place at the table in the evenings, no matter how deep the rift between them. She always cooked and he always ate gladly and gratefully whatever she put on his plate. At the end of each dinner. David never failed to thank her a heartfelt thank you that she always took a heartfelt thank you that she always took be accorded a policy for his infidelities she forgave him she always did this was the first time her husband had acted this present and ella blamed herself for the change but then again guilt was ella Rubiston's middle name when she sat at the table with her twins Hila's guilt gave way to melancholy. She resisted Abby's pleas to order pizza and Orly's attempts not to eat anything, forcing them to munch on wild rice with green peas and roast beef with mustard glaze. And although on the surface she was the same hands-on concerned mother, she felt a circle of disappear rise in her, a sharp taste in her mouth, sore like bile. When dinner was over, Ila sat at the kitchen table on her own, finding the stillness around her heavy and unsettling. Suddenly, the food she had cooked, the outcome of hours of hard work seemed not only dull and boring but easily replaceable. She felt sorry for herself. It was a pity that at almost 40, she had not been able to make more of her life. She had so much love to give and yet no one demanding it her thoughts turned to sweet blasphemy she was intrigued by the characters of she was intrigued by the character of shams of the breeze it could be nice to have someone like him around she joked to herself never a dull day with a guy like him and somehow the image that popped and somehow the image that popped up in her mind was of a tall dog and somehow the image that popped up in her mind was of a tall, dark-looking, mysterious man with leather pants, a motorcycle jacket, and black hair that fell to his shoulders, riding a shiny red Harley Davidson with multicolored colored tassels hanging from the handlebars. She smiled at the image, a handsome, sexy Sufi motorcyclist riding fast on an empty highway would not it be nice to get picked up while hiking While hiking by a guy like that? Sorry, my tongue is slipping. Ella then wondered what Shams would see if he read her palm. Would he explain to her why her mind turned from time to time into a coven of dark thoughts? Or how come she felt so lonely, even though she had a large loving family? What about the colors in her aura? Were they bright and bold? Had anything in her life been bright and bold lately, or ever? It was then and there, while sitting alone at the kitchen table, with only a faint glimmer of light from the oven, that Ella realized that, despite her high-flying words denying it and despite her ability to keep a stiff upper lip, deep inside she longed for love. Thank you for joining me. I hope you like it. And I don't know what is happening to me these days. My tongue is sleeping so much when I read the stories. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I think I just drink coffee that's why. Maybe. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry. So sorry. I hope you Sorry again. Thank you for joining me.